No fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Thank you for downloading and listening. My name is Frank Salvato. Please remember to go over to undergroundusa.com to sign up for our Substack. Coming straight to you, circumventing the censors. Before we get into this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, I wanted to expound a little bit on what we talked about in the incredible blunder that the radical left, the fascist left, has executed in indicting a former president. Let's take the Trump thing out of it for a second, because there's enough Trump derangement syndrome on the left to last millennia. The idea that we can go back into an ex-president's past after he leaves office and start cherry-picking things from his past to bring him to account lends itself to political retribution. This is the stuff of third world nations. This is the stuff of Venezuela, Cuba, etc. We can't have political retribution in the United States. If you broke the law, you should have to pay a price for it. But going and digging into someone's past and digging and digging and digging beyond what you would do for a regular citizen in order to persecute him because of your political ideology, that does make us a banana republic. So this George Soros-funded attack on an ex-president, and you didn't see him going looking at the, the past actions of Barack Obama, you didn't see his surrogates looking into Bill Clinton, ironically for the same thing that they're trying to go after Trump for. It's only one side that George Soros-funded money is going to attack and destroy. And that's why we have to push back on this. If you are a clear-thinking Democrat, a libertarian, an independent, Republican, conservative, you have to push back against the fascist left. They're not what we are. They don't like the United States. They don't like the American ideal. They don't care for the American experiment. They're more simpatico with the communist Chinese centralized government with total power that bestows rights upon its citizens. We don't have that in the United States. We have inalienable rights granted by our creator, a higher power, not the government. So these George Soros-funded, special interest-funded attacks in the political sphere, we have to start expunging those to get back to a pure kind of politic in the United States, as odd as that may sound. Right now, this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce. My next guest, UndergroundUSA.com, and that would be none other than Mr. Frank Salvato. Mr. Captain. Yes, sir, sir. And uh, they're going to go back in because they're nice and comfy. They're having a good night. It's 70 degrees on one end of the building. It's uh, 71 on the other end, so they're... They're just standing in high cotton down here. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting to be nice out here too. So uh, let's let's march into it. Yep, and we are going to march into it because it's April. <laughs> well, <clears throat> the news of an indictment has boosted 
our former president, Donald Trump's polling numbers, by some 30% since last week. And that's just amongst the GOP primary candidates. And it's not dented his lead over President Joe Biden either, according to an internal Trump campaign poll provided to Newsmax. Holy smokes. Well, you, you don't expect anything less from an internal poll. That said, there are other polls out there that are that are showing this bump as well. It wasn't going to work for these people to try and keep demonizing this guy. That said, the vote against Biden is a negative vote. Yep. People don't like Joe Biden. You could run a turnip against Joe Biden, and Joe Biden would still have bad numbers. It's because he's a horrible president. Yep. When you go to indict somebody who's already been browbeaten by the left, you're going to get a certain sympathy vote out of this, mm-hmm. especially from the middle. Now, if this was, I wish the poll would have been of unlikely voters instead of an internal poll amongst GOP contenders, because right now there there are very few of them. But I think you would have seen that there's a sympathy vote out there amongst uh, likely voters that don't identify as Republicans because people don't like bullies. Mm-hmm. And this seems like a bully move by the radical left. Well, there's one more presidential candidate than there was on Friday, and that's, uh, uh, what, Asa Hutchinson? Yeah, you got to wonder. Uh, th- this guy was not a, a huge Trump fan going forward, and there's a, there's a sizable amount of the Republican base, whether, whether you agree with it or not, that are devoted to Donald Trump. They're not going to vote for Asa Hutchinson. Nope. It is a name out of the past when it comes to the national stage. You know, I left me scratching my head. I guess he wants attention. Well, you know, maybe he believes that he can help the country. But, I mean, this is a guy who is marginally on, on the national stage when he was a national figure. Does he have name recognition? I suppose. But nobody really knows outside of his state what he stands for anymore except for not caring for Donald Trump. So he already starts with a negative amongst his base. So I I don't know what he was thinking. I think it's kind of weird that he threw his hat in. Well, our buddy George, the Godfather, is down in Mar-a-Lago, and he's getting ready to go over to West Palm Beach and to uh, demonstrate uh, positively for the president, who will be hopping on his airplane and flying north out of there. And uh, he's just said good morning to us. So good morning back to George. Good morning, George. Yep, always a pleasure to hear from him. And uh, he's a very patriotic individual, very much involved in what's going on down there to support our, our president. No, you know, everybody shows their support in, in different ways, and he's uh, doing it in a very colorful and, uh, and wholehearted way. Mm-hmm. Now, we understand that about 2.15, that's when they'll have the arraignment, Correct. Uh, I believe so. That's that's what I've heard. And then we understand he's going to scurry on down to Mar-a-Lago to have a press conference tonight. But anyway, here comes the music. We'll get into that and more when we come back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Captain's America Third Watch. It's a Monday morning. And we'll be back with more. Kathy, take us to break. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch, heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time, overnight Monday through Saturday. Call 877-969-8600 and tell us what's on your mind. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi. 
I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mom's tea. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. You're in the right spot for tomorrow's news tonight and breaking news as it happens with retired New York Fire Rescue Captain and World Trade Center attack survivor Matt Bruce right here on the Captain's America Third Watch. And before I get back to my conversation with Frank Silvato from UndergroundUSA.com, I want to remind you that this portion of the program is brought to you by Moss Family Automotive and in particular Moss Nissan, all those Nissan dealerships out there. That's Moss, M-A-U-S, Nissan.com. Okay, back to uh, Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com. And <clears throat> good morning again, Mr. Frank. Mr. Captain. Now, I need to correct uh, something I said because uh, Trump is going up today to uh, New York, but he doesn't go through all of this stuff until tomorrow, uh, 2.15 p.m. on the, uh, the arraignment. And then, uh, as you and I were talking off the air here, uh, they're probably going to slow walk it, so he'll have a tough time trying to conduct his eight o'clock or thereabouts uh, press conference. Yeah, that's that's the game that they're playing. You know, they try, they're trying to dirty him up, trip him up, make him jump through hoops. It really is prosecutorial misconduct. It is uh, something. It, it's a dirty tricks game being being played by a, a low level puppet of George Soros up in New York. And, and if, if it weren't something that was forced upon him with a legal implication, he probably would have ignored it because it is about as annoying as a gnat flying around your head. Uh, these charges really, unless you have a corrupt judge, a corrupt activist judge, this case should see the inside of a courtroom. Well, he thinks they might have a corrupt judge. We'll soon know. But the other thing is, is when it comes to Soros, Soros, um, somebody stood up and said, uh, oh, no, George Soros didn't give this attorney, uh, this district attorney, any money. Uh, there was no relationship. Uh, they didn't know each other. They didn't this. Well, here's the deal, folks. The money was given to an organization run by George Soros, who then turned around and saw to it that this attorney got a million dollars to get elected. Yeah, George Soros doesn't know Kim Fox either. George Soros doesn't know any of the people that actually that, that his money actually went to elect. There's a very few people who get to meet George Soros. You have to be on the uh, on the level of a Clinton to be able to hang with with Mr. Soros. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he does have a lot of organizations that the Open Society Institute gives money to that champion these campaigns. And they do it with marching orders to do so, uh, just like they just like he funded the project to elect secretaries of states around the country. Yep. And because that position usually ends up controlling the certification of elections. Mm-hmm. So you have to look deeper into the nefarious fingers of this decrepit old guy to find out what he's doing with his money. Everything he does politically serves the radical left, 
and, and opposes anything that has to do with constitutional sovereignty. Remember, at his core, the guy likes to ruin economies. That's what made his money, ruining the British pound. Yep. He advances radically left causes around the world. He's a very dear friend of, of Kaiser Klaus Schwab over at the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. So when you see the Soros name, it's for the benefit of a radical cause. And he was absolutely behind Bragg's election. If Bragg wouldn't have had Soros money, he never would have made it to office. Mm-hmm. Well, what's amazing was a fact check was done of the fact checker at the Washington Post. And I don't know if you heard, <laughs> I don't know if you heard about this, but they caught the fact checker at the Washington Post lying, lying about the fact check that he did with a simple fact check to find out if any money from Soros had flowed to this district attorney or several other district attorney's hands? And the answer was yes. You know, uh, we're getting to the point where if you have the moniker fact checker, Mm -hmm. people don't listen to you anymore because information has been so manipulated at that level. It has become a separate game in and of itself. Glenn Kessler over to Washington Post, his credibility has been shot for quite a while. PolitiFact out of, uh, out of, the whole group that runs the Tampa Tribune, mm-hmm. they've been discredited as partisan. When you look at their money, it comes from the Annenberg Project. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, this whole classification of fact checker has also been polluted and manipulated into political factions, and they have no worth anymore. Why we're still using the, the idea that there's a fact checker that has the absolute final word after finding how fact checkers were used by Facebook and Twitter and everything else is beyond me. It's a joke. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right about Kessler and you're right about some of these other names. And uh, again, these people are ratting on each other right now because they realize the gig is up, I guess, but they're ratting on, on each other for doing a, a, a bad job and getting caught. Well, they've, they've all become political operatives in and of themselves. Just about everything in in main in the mainstream media complex has been politicized. When the media becomes politicized, where they don't identify that they are stating an opinion, you know, we we, we talk about the facts, but we also have opinion, and we're honest about it. Mm. When you when you don't advance the the knowledge that you are stating your opinion, then you're trying to manipulate somebody's idea of the truth. It's one thing to argue and debate and state your point and try to get people to see your point of view. It's quite another to say, well, I'm speaking the truth and everybody else is lying. I'm, I'm speaking. These are the facts. I'm a fact checker. Mm-hmm. But to be using that moniker to, to advance a narrative, and that's what the entire fact checker industry is doing, and they've just joined the mainstream media complex and their partisanship. Mm. Let me ask you a question here, or make a statement at least. Representative Jim Jordan, Republican of Ohio, has said the U.S. uh, House GOP should look at legislation and appropriations to potentially defund the Justice Department and the FBI for politically weaponizing its authority in meddling in elections. The House has the power of the purse. Yep. That's how they punish. If the Department of Justice is not serving the American people, 
if the FBI is not serving the American people and they have become uh, attack dogs of political partisans, then Congress has every right to punish them. They have the power of oversight. That oversight includes the power of the purse. Mm -hmm. So if Jim Jordan can prove, bring bring forward proof, positive, that would stand up in a court of law that shows that these people are being used for political purposes, then how is that any different than, than what the nation saw a resignation for a president in Watergate? Mm-hmm. It, it's not. So they need to be punished. People need to be held accountable. The big, the big thing that I urge Mr. Jordan to do is to start naming names of not only the big people, but the middle-level people as well. Expose them. Okay, can you stick around for another segment? You bet. All right, hold on, folks. Frank Silvato will be right back with me, and I'll be back with more. And guess what? When we come back, we're going to do a little chatting about what's going to happen because of Donald Trump's little mugshot. Could get interesting. This is Frank Silvato from Underground USA, and you're listening to a fellow brother of the badge, Matt Bruce, on the Captain's America Third Watch. Don't let biased algorithms or degree screens or exclusive professional networks or stereotypes. Don't let anything keep you from discovering the half of the workforce who are stars. Workers skilled through alternative routes rather than a bachelor's degree. It's time to tear the paper ceiling and see the stars beyond it. Find out how you can make stars part of your talent strategy at tearthepaperceiling.org. Brought to you by Opportunity at Work and the Ad Council. Insight, passion, AM 930, The Answer. This is Frank Salvato from Underground USA, and you're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce. Heard by over 2 million people coast to coast and around the world every night. Captain, let's do it. You betcha. Thank you very much, Frank Salvato. We'll be right back to Frank from UndergroundUSA.com after I tell you that this portion of the program is brought to you by our good friend, Mike Lindell and MyPillow.com, and MyStore.com. Okay, back to Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com. Good morning, Mr. Frank. Mr. Captain. Now, I've saved this story, and I saw this last night, and I was hoping I would have an opportunity to chat with you about this, because here's the way the headline reads. CNN panicking that it's backfiring, that mugshot and martyrdom will make Trump more powerful than ever and harder to beat. Well, they opened up this can of worms and against somebody who likes to be able to use the media to sensationalize. So why wouldn't this thing backfire on them? Mm-hmm. It, it's not a it's not a legitimate indictment. It's an indictment that has a political basis. Even though even people from the left are saying that. You know, that's why they really, the powers that be were really trying to get Bragg not to do this at the last minute, Mm -hmm. but his ego just forced him to do it. The mugshot, you bet. Mm -hmm. When that thing comes out, the radical left is going to, is going to celebrate around it. So that's going to be everywhere in the, in the crowd, uh, that constitute people like Kathy Griffin and Rob Reiner, people who foam at the mouth that Trump hate. Mm -hmm. But on the right side of the aisle, absolutely. The people who support the president in a a vigorous way are going to use it 
and say, this is a picture of a political prisoner. And they're going to equate it to the people who have not had their day in court, who were arrested exercising their free speech rights on January 6th. So this is going to get ramped up, but it's going to get ramped up on the far left and the far right. And elections are one in the middle. Everybody keeps forgetting about the middle. Yep. So as we go through the primaries, that's okay. But if you're looking at the general, which we need to start looking at this far out, because the process has already started. It's way too early, but the process has already started. We have to look at what's going to win the election Mm -hmm. against a Democrat. And we don't know who the Democrat's going to be. People are assuming it's going to be Joe Biden, but Mm -hmm. that's a big assumption. Because the guy's not all there. If they run him again, that'll be astounding. Well, listen to this. So you... L- listen to this. CNN commentator and Democratic operative David Axelrod urged the authorities not, I repeat, not to release Trump's mugshot because it might make him even more iconic, meaning Trump. So when does the when do the legal authorities become somebody that does something for political expediency? You're not supposed to do that. Mugshots are a matter of public record, mm-hmm. so it has to be released. What what Axelrod and Axelrod's not a stupid guy, even if he's got an incredibly sweaty upper lip that makes you not want to trust the beady-eyed little guy, <laughs> you know. But he he won two elections with a, with a president that was supposed to lose the second one dramatically because of Obamacare. Right. So you got to listen to where his direction is going. If he's scared of the mugshot, that means it's got political currency. Mm-hmm. Trying to suppress something for political purposes? Well, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Even if even if they do illegally suppress it and try and try to seal the mugshot, it's going to get leaked. And then it's going to have great value politically. So the left created this monster, and now they have to live with it. Let's go to the phone line and bring in Bagam and Bob. Okay, Bagam and Bob, what's up? Yes, sir. I saw, I see where another guy has announced he's going to run for uh, presidency. Uh, Asa Hutchinson. Right. Waste of and, time. Waste of time. Well, somebody mentioned, too, that, uh, well, they, they might form a third political party. And I think that would be a disaster because that would just split, just like Ross Perot uh, got Bill Clinton elected. I think this would, uh, there's just not enough votes to go around. Does a Savano agree on that? All right, let's find out. What do you think about a third party, Frank? Oh, the third party is a disaster. Unless it pulls from the left, unless it pulls from the far left, third party is a disaster because it goes to exactly what I was just talking about. Elections mm-hmm. are one in the middle. Mm-hmm. And if you have someone that comes in when you have a supercharged far right, a supercharged far left, someone who wants to play to that middle, mm-hmm. it's going to siphon more votes from the right than it is from the left. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a third-party candidate in an atmosphere like this would not be a good thing for a conservative or Republican candidate, uh, which brings to the point, the GOP, the national GOP, needs to be incredibly smart this time around and i don't put a lot of uh, a lot of faith in that they can't have an 18 person debate stage and that means they have to get very very hard with making sure that that the people who are rising to the top quicker need to whittle the field down 
before they start the debate process, which is, in my opinion, a useless process anyway, because we don't do debates anymore. Right. The formal debate setting is something for people to get on there and pontificate. If it were a true debate setting, it would need to take place between two or three people alone, not 18. Mm-hmm. And, and having a, a multi-night, multi-tiered thing the way it was last time was such a debacle that no one learned anything. It was just a soundbite gleaning attack session. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to go through that that again, that the GOP <laughs> has failed as a national party, we need, we need to have something of substance this time around to make sure it's focused on policy, not personality. And, and I, like I said, I don't have a lot of faith that the national GOP is going to do this because you have the same people running it, Roman McDaniel. Well, you're probably right on this, but I certainly don't want to see eight or 10 or 12 people standing up on that stage debating. And I don't, I don't understand. Uh, and again, Asa Hutchinson, you heard me tell Baggab and Bob, waste of time. Well, I, his day has passed. Even when he was, even when he threw his hat into the ring before, he couldn't make it to the final round. So why would that be the case today? Right. You know, he doesn't have the name recognition he did when he was when he was at the federal level. Mm-hmm. You, you look at the at the multitude of voters that have even been born since he was at the federal level last time, and and they don't know who he is. Timing is a thing in politics. You have to hit it right in order to optimize your chances. His time has passed. Mm-hmm. You know where where his governorship has is is now on the wane. Mm-hmm. Where his level at state government is on the wane, he should retire with dignity. You've got presidential candidates like Nikki Haley saying we've got to turn the page to Washington, so the average age in Washington in power is not over seventy years old. True. True. You know, so that fights against that. All right, my man, I will talk to you on Friday morning. I'm sure it's going to be fun, fun, fun. (laughs) All right, Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com, UndergroundUSA.com. Go over there, check it out, see all the different things that he is involved in, and I'll be back with more in Patrick Island. You're listening to the Captain's America If you like the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment and a rating if your platform lets you, and head on over to undergroundusa.com to sign up for our Substack. Independent journalism is where it's at today. You can't trust the mainstream media complex. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. I'll be right back in a minute. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.